Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, boys and girls, degenerate punters of all ages. We're proud to bring to you your hosting team of the old dog, Virgo Sr., and the king of form analysis, the young pup, Virgo Jr., who together bring you the Hands and Heels podcast. Well, thanks very much for Jack Dickens joining us today. I've, as everyone knows on this podcast, massive on craft. I spend a lot of time researching, investing, background of all of our guests. So I went to ChatGPT and said, hey, write me something 200 words about Jack Dickens. So here it is. Didn't pen any of this, but I think you'll be impressed. Jack Dickens is a renowned figure in the Australian horse racing and bloodstock industry, leading mailbag bloodstock with a unique blend of data analysis, uh, data analysis even, and an expert eye for horses. His innovative approach has resulted in a high strike rate of winners to runners, making mailbag, mailbag bloodstock a force in the industry. Jack's work on SEM Radio further showcases his expertise in the field, providing listeners with valuable insights, analysis on horse racing, his ability to communicate complex information, in an engaging manner has made him a sought-after voice in this industry. And in addition to his work with Mailbag Bloodstock, he's expanded his influence through media. He co-hosts The Early Crow, a weekly podcast with Tom Paps Papley. This podcast offers a dynamic blend of sports tips, news and opinion, enriched with expert analysis and AFL insight. Jack's engaging personality and professional insights have made The Early Crow a popular choice for sports enthusiasts. So whether it's identifying winning horses or hosting a podcast, sharing insights on the radio, Jack Dickens' multifaceted career reflects his passion for horse racing and his commitment to innovation. So that's Jack GPT. It didn't mention your luxurious beard, um, Jack, but everything else, you know, that's what it said. Can you all get that emailed to me, please? Yeah, you 100% can. No problem. I'm going to get Tom to read that out next week. Yeah, no problems. I'll, I'll certainly do. I'll paste that through. So, again, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, the king here has put in a lot more effort than I has ever done. He's the king. Yeah. I'm senior. Don't even ask, mate. Um, so no, that's I'll, good. I'll, so I'll, the, the junior's the king. Yeah, yeah. I, he does all the form analysis. He's the one that's you know nails it on. Oh, the winners. I try it correct. I try and point him in the right direction and uh, critique his craft, uh, which is varying degrees of minimal. All right, well, we may as well kick it off with a pretty basic question. I want you to know how you got into racing. Like, you know, it's pretty, it's not a weird thing to get into, but it's not something everyone likes, everyone enjoys. So I was wondering how you got into it in, in particular. Um, I don't really remember exactly, but I, I played a lot of AFL as a young guy, um, like sort of park level footy in Sydney. And I took a year off to do, I was a carpenter and I took a year off to do a builder's license on a, on like the weekends which i have adult adhd i didn't know that then but um i didn't i didn't attend a lot of it and i ended up going to a pub every saturday with a very dear friend and still a great mate maddie punts and we um would sort of get there around, I, I might go to this course in the morning but you get there you know midday or one o'clock and we would just just bet and have yeah. beers and just the best time i ever had and um yeah. Uh, I have a very much a, a competitive personality, but mainly with myself, I guess. And I just started to get what well, it sounds like you guys are passionate about the craft. So yeah. I, I, I got tired of my weekend and my Saturday night, how big it could get, dictated to by 
some non noni on Sky or in Best Bets or something telling me what to bet on. So I yeah. wanted to sort of hone in on that and figure it out for myself. And um, I got given I got given a Racing Network login, which it's probably it's well before King's time, but maybe Senior. <laughs> it used to be like the the TVN. I'm 35, yeah. so yeah, that's put me in perspective. TVN used to do the Sydney and Melbourne races. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and there was, the that, racing yeah. network was like the brand I think that owned TVN, yes. and there was like an app. If you had a login to the racing network, yes, you could watch every replay that ever was. Yeah, I do remember. And that. I got that yeah. login, and I would just spend hours a day going back and looking at the sort of horses that won a Cox Plate, and then I'd go back and see what that horse did for that preparation. Yep. And then, like, over and over and over and over and over and over and over, over and over again. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. And then, and then I moved to Melbourne. I moved to Melbourne. Okay. 2016, the Swans got robbed in the grand final versus Western Bulldogs, the lowest free kick in the history of AFL, yeah, one of the most disgraceful yeah. things I've ever seen. Boys kicked a goal. Boys kicked a goal. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But only good game football that guy ever played. Um <laughs> But I met a woman that weekend. I was living in Sydney, and I um, ended up got two kids with her now, and uh, I moved down. You know, start of the next year, and I sort of had to either go back onto the tools properly, or start another carpentry building business, or have a crack at punning. And I had the crack at punning, and nothing hones your your skill quicker than like you know. Well, this guy's got knocked out playing rugby league. Sorry. Um, that's ADD, guys. I've got a lot going on at the same time. Um, nothing hones your, your craft quicker than having to win and losing. So you're like, yep. you learn the most when you lose, not just in racing, right. I reckon, and everything in, in life. life. Yeah, yeah, and fine. you need to sort of embrace those experiences and sit back and sort of reflect and, and, and try and evolve off it and get better off it. And I, I, looking back, I, you know, at the time, I thought, fuck, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. I had a lot of luck early, like a lot of luck to give me enough of a bank to bounce off the bad days and the bad months through. Nice. But, um, yeah, I got away with it and I'm still getting away with it. Perfect. Uh, that's that's, you, that's definitely the feeling you have. You're getting away with it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, it's real, yeah. When you're doing it properly, you don't necessarily – like I'll raw home winners, but a lot of the time most of the bets you have lose and it's more like relief when they win. Yeah. And then that's no, much the same with owning them. You don't like yes. roar at home. You're like, oh, fucking please hold on, please hold on, please yeah, hold on. Yeah, correct. I hear yes, you. you know. I definitely hear you there. Yeah, 100%. Talking about ownership, mate, I actually wanted to ask you about Keats, All-Star Mile. What was what was it like owning a horse in an All-Star Mile, mate? I saw you did quite a good marketing campaign for it, but it's one of the quick rundown and how it was like. I, I think probably the best value for money marketing campaign the racing industry has ever seen. Like we I, paid, agree, I agree, yeah. I paid like... 150 bucks for Shannon Noll, you know. Yeah. What's Uber Eats paying him? Shit ton. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the marketing side of it was with a, with two of the, the owners. One of them, the owners, is a, like a big marketing um, company owner. Yeah. Uh, and it was really enjoyable to have like, like sort of my little creative brain put with like a guy who knew what he was doing and could execute yeah. everything and we could sort of create together. It was a lot of fun doing it. It was a lot of fun, just like laughing at the stupid shit we come up with, and <laughs> yeah. like our racing managers are white kiwi. We talk about white kiwis because there's a lot of white kiwis in in racing. Yeah, and um, 
when Bradbury sent his Stephen Bradbury sent his one through, he didn't know what the fuck was going on, like who he was. <laughs> and we had to sort of it wasn't a very good video, but we had to piece it together and we look, we just get creative. That was a lot of fun. The actual horse was more stress because I I truly believed he was capable of competing in that race, but no one else did at the start of that prep. And then his first two runs, like at Wait for Age versus Gold Trip, he was deserved yeah. a spot, you know? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Which I already sort of knew that. Then it was just like stress of him holding on to that form. Yeah. And he just had a shit. He just he had the worst run he's had for us probably that day. Went yeah. way below what he'd done. Like I measured this stuff for every horse yeah, yeah. Off the, the, yeah. with the punting form data. He didn't go any quicker than he went the two starts prior at uh, Sandown that day. Yeah, I mean, he went a lot yeah, slower yeah. to the 600, but he just yeah. came home poorly. He just, and that's what these horses, that's what horses do. You know, they're athletes and. Yeah. They're not consistent. They're not robotic. And um, we had a bad day that day. And it, but it was a lot of fun, but stress to be honest. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was low. It was just like, like we so, spoke before we started, and you guys said you followed Frio. It, it would be the same feeling post race as if you came to Melbourne and watched Frio get belted by Hawthorne in the grand final. Oh, yeah. we did, we did, we both did. There's that build up and that build <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. but you're kind of just more hopeful yeah. that it goes well. And can this please Correct. be a good day for us? Yep. And then it's just a shit result and you yeah, just want to fucking fun. cry and die. Yeah, correct. I've got one quick question so about Pete's for you. We just in, we just belted ourselves you know, yeah. as hard as we could off the track and <laughs> that's just <laughs> work out with an all body hangover. We would have got a decent payout, still, wouldn't you? Like, well, 50 grand. Yeah, that's right. still decent. Yeah. A quick yes or no. Oh, he's Pete's been on. he's been a dream horse. We paid twenty five for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's won he's won two or three hundred for us. And he's yeah. he's got Three or four years to go. Should yeah. should Willow um, let on him a couple of weeks ago? It was a hot topic in my in my little mates group of who like their punting. Should Willow let on Kate's the other day, a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. this is this is what this is what I love about the bloodstock side. It's just another bet to have and another another game to beat. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. And what happens is you got to you don't think of this stuff till you're doing it. No. It's like well and good for you and me to sit around and go, this is how Willow should ride that horse. Oh, it's no, very different yeah. to go and tell Willow how to ride a horse. Yeah. It's like it's like just because you own the swans, you don't go and tell a horse how to no, coach, right? Exactly or, right. Well, what, yeah. But but yeah, if you no. but if but if you hire a first year coach, you'll go down and you will tell him a little bit. Oh, so well. if we put if we put Carlene on or Celine Gordray on, yeah, I, I have a lot of more say in how we might ride a horse. Yes. Where with Craig, it's kind of like, what I'm thinking is this, what are you thinking? Yeah. But yeah. you're, you're kind of wasting your breath because, yeah. you know, Ollie, Craig, Mark Zara, D-Lane, yeah. Mellum, they're elite. Yeah. They're yeah. at the yeah. top of their no. sport. And Spot on, the only thing you might add to them from our point of view is the sort of data stuff that we're big on, you know, with like I've got an opinion on how a, a factual – data-based opinion on how this track will race today or that track will race today. But unless it's yes. race one, two, or three, they've yeah. walked it by now. They've ridden three races and they've got their own view. And Yeah, yeah spot on. Yeah, we got one going around at the moment for the wind over here in Perth and Willie's Pike's been riding him. Well, until a couple of months ago, the prep finished, but he you know, knocked out five in a row. You go down five Saturdays in a row. I just want to get that in uh, on the podcast yet again. Um, well, it gets into your veins though, doesn't it? It's addictive. It does. But, what? you know, you don't tell Willie Pike how to ride a horse, right? You'll go, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. No problem. Well, you could, but you're just wasting your breath. Like, yeah, yeah, awesome. exactly. No, no, it's fine. He's just smiling. Know. Craig yeah, Williams yeah. is the most professional 
nicest person I've ever met in racing as well, so yep. which makes it even harder to tell him what to do. Yeah, no, spot on. That makes sense. Anyways, away from the bloodstock side of things, obviously we're a punting podcast. In my opinion, at least, I think you know what you're talking about. So, one of you give us a couple of simple punting tips you've learnt along the way. It doesn't have to be many, two, one or two. Anything you can think of? I think um, you, you, a couple of fundamental rules will like set you set you on a path to to avoiding bad bets and and surviving longer. That's what you're trying to do. If you like it. If you go from the mindset of like this is a hobby and an entertainment expense, which is what they want to sell to the public, yeah. and go from that to like I need to make money out of this, this is like fundamental stuff. And like my rule number one is never force a bet. There is always another race. So if it doesn't line up to to all the little boxes I have tick, and then my gut's happy with that decision, um, just 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 don't have the bet. Yeah. Because it's, it's another race. It's another race. Yeah, yeah. Like on Saturday, yeah. you have Sunday off with your kids or your family or your old man. <laughs> Monday afternoon, the fields are out for Wednesday. Yeah. Like it's just that, that's just metro racing. There is another yeah. race all the time. Yeah. I think if you want to get passionate and proper about betting, Perth's a great place to, to do it. Do not try and be someone because no one exists and wins at it who's not a massive syndicate with people working for them betting in more than one jurisdiction of horses. Yeah. So you pick your you pick your I'm Melbourne only. You know, I have a really good grip on the riders, the trainers, how they might handle a stage of prep, how a yeah. trainer or a jockey might handle this barrier, this stage of prep, stuff like that. Yeah. Um and I think a real simple rule for for avoiding bad bets is re- reviews are very important. Very, yeah. very important. Yeah. And from your reviews, you are trying to find horses that were not suited last start, yeah. but yeah. were a good run that will be suited this start. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the gold. Yes. And you're trying to avoid horses that were suited last start almost as a rule. Because yeah. the market's overvaluing that horse. So like as a if if I tell you oh this thing's if someone says this thing's immoral but they have it two dollars, they're saying it's a flip of the coin job. Fifty yeah. percent of the time, this horse will win this race. Correct. So, like, you just got to make good decisions because you're going to lose a lot making great decisions. Yeah, that's spot on. If your average price your your back and horses at is like ten dollars, you're going to have a lot of losing bets. So yep. it's about yeah. like like I said at the very start, sitting uh, sticking to a simple structure that, that you've got for yourself, so you don't get wobbly. Because head noise is. Yeah, that's <laughs> I still get a lot of it, but <clears throat> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a fucking ton of it if you bet properly. That's exactly right. I mean, that's what I was saying. You know, on that group the other day, you know, a bet that you don't make is like winning a, an even money bet, right? Like if you put keep your money in your pocket and keep your powder dry, you know, you've got to trade it that. Provided way. you've got the same the same setup. So, like for me, it's like I've got like a base uh, set of data that I suck out a punting form. It goes into an Excel sheet that we built. Yep. And it'll give me like a sort of price. And then I'll go to work on that with, with two guys, Lindsay and Will, to work with me. Yeah. And then I and then I map the horse. So it's got to be like within the market range from our data collect. Yeah. Then I map them and I've got a track bias report that I've sort of create. It's got mm-hmm. to get through all that stuff. Yep. So there might yeah. be bets you don't have that you let go that 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 win, but they yeah. go through the same system all the time. So you don't get in your head right. going, fuck, should have backed that one. Yeah, you, gotta, you can articulate. Oh, I didn't do that because it didn't do this. Yeah, 
On bias, you just mentioned it in your report there. Did you see the Valley a few weeks ago playing like it did, where it was just you know, the treadmill up front? Yeah. Yeah, that? well, that's largely why, like, we wanted we wanted to run Keats there a few times through um through this little period. That was going to be his first run. Yeah. There's a lot of benchmark 100. So placing horses is a really tricky thing and a new thing that I've learned, had to learn, still learning from punning. Yeah. You don't care about yes. placement, you know what I mean? No, it's fine. But with owning them, you're trying to place them. And yeah. I, I, the, the five metre, the rail positions at different, at all tracks around Australia will throw up different biases, patterns. Yes. Yeah. The five metre rail is a more aggressive on pace inside bias than the true at Mooney Valley for, as a rule. But what's happening at the moment, which makes it really tricky for uh, people like myself is, because there was a little bit too much on pace and the narrative and the, the in the bracing bubble that no one gives a fuck about outside of the bubble and yes. no one's reported on actual wagering numbers, I bet you they didn't change. Um, they were forced to like overreact and they overwatered at the next meeting. Yeah. So then the first yep. the two inside lanes weren't any good, which is against uh, the pattern, which right. is what the big guys who turn over all the money are operating off. So that's right. actually a much more dangerous thing to do for the sports like turnover and prize money yes. yep. than people that would understand. They did the same yeah. thing at Caulfield last week. They um they watered the inside. So I'm small enough, I'm I'm tiny compared to the monsters. Yeah. That I, I can sort of adjust. So I can see things and go, well, like Caulfield last week, I was like, Well, my, my pre race, pre meeting thoughts on pattern are wrong. Yeah. Doesn't matter why they're wrong. No, doesn't matter. They watered or, yeah. or the, whatever it is, the wind or. Yes. But they're wrong, so you just need to adjust, and then I will go and adjust my 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 positions. Yeah, you know, makes perfect sense. Yeah. So how do you see so like that last that last meeting? Just to clarify that that last meeting yeah. at Mooney Valley when the yes. rail went to the true, but they watered the inside. Yeah, I really liked the winner of the last race, and I was concerned oh, about a horse. He, yeah, yeah I, was, I was concerned about a horse, maybe Helix, Clint McDonald yeah, trained Helix. it. Yeah, yeah. But it was going to be rails and run. Yeah. So, like, I could have – but I and I thought that would be suited at, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But then by midday, and I've had phone calls from people walking the track and, well, that's not going to be suited. This – and D-Lane can go every once on the on the horse I like. That can give yeah. you more confidence. Yeah. It's like pivoting around positions is – it's it's vital. Yeah, spot on. So, do you have any view of the Valley this week then for our – Listeners, I'm very, I'm to be honest, quite scared. Um, I think it's going to be on pace and inside, so that yeah. that means uh, uh, an, an advantage, like so. I'll give them a plus or a couple of lengths to inside barriers, uh, horses that will settle forward that I think will settle forward, and horses yeah. that it may be like have a setup that they might get to the fence. Um, okay. but then you need to pivot that position. If you're wrong, and then if you want to get yeah. set, I think on say Saturday, if you want to have a bet at the Mooney Valley, you need to have a horse that's got a bit of flexibility about it. Yeah, because they've had the last two meetings, which are the last two they've had, and they haven't been there for four or five months. The the staff and the track have slaughtered it. Yeah, so right. that's again like rule number one. Yeah, I want it to be what it is, and it should be, and it always is, but I'm forcing it. Yeah, because we've got all this information saying that recently they started to try and play around with this track and they got it wrong. Yes, 
So what are they doing this week? Are they giving up and just letting it be an on-pace highway again? Yeah. Or are they going, well, I reckon we put 15 mil on the last time. That was too much, so we're going to do eight. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear. Right. Before we are, before Whereas we if it's go, Flemington, Flemington, you just don't think. You just bet. Yeah. yeah it's just the yeah. greatest track in the world. Yeah. It's, there's it's, still it's biases just... and patterns, but it's such a good track and drains so well that you just can bet with confidence. Yeah. yeah. Before we let you go, do you have a best of the day on Saturday for us? I'm sure you do. Yeah, very, very, very keen on one horse. Um, it's in race six. Is it? Hope it's a golfing horse. It is. Race six, number three, inhibitions for Benny Mellum. Um, there's four dollars yeah. around. I'd take anything above what three thirty. I think it'll start with a two in front of it. I think yeah. it, it was incredibly heavily backed uh first up in Sydney and it was slaughtered by yeah. Zach Lloyd. Terrible. It's had a jump out. I love a little tick over jump out for, yeah. for good horses. So it's just like real professional, non panicking behavior from a stable. So it had a nice little jump out in Sydney, comes down to Melbourne, Ben Mellon, barrier four. So he can get to the fence if he wants it, but he doesn't have to be pushed to it if it's no good. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a horse here, just on the back of everything we just spoke about, we've got a horse here with tactical speed, who's fit, with a very senior rider in the Melbourne ranks for a gun stable from a great barrier. Barriers four to seven are the best barriers almost everywhere all the time. Four to seven, four to seven, four to seven. Remember that. Four to seven. That's another. That's another rule. Because those guys, they can get to where they want to get to. Yeah. He can jump really hard from four and lead. He can jump really hard, dig it, and get the leaders back. Yeah. He can just jump and get three off, three back, one off. He can do anything from four or five or seven, six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. From barrier one, he's kind of dictated to. Yeah. yeah. From barrier like eight plus, he's either got to dig it up and go forward, yeah. snick and go back, or ride for luck wide. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. No, that makes and even sense. that mentality, because it makes sense, it makes sense to them. That's how they think. Yeah, yeah. So they're confident yeah. and strong on these good draws. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's great. So yeah, advice. everything we spoke about. This horse has options and flexibility, and it's got the best, one of the best riders. And also, <clears throat> jockeys love cash. Like everyone loves yes. cash. <laughs> and right now is these guys' time to to make like fifth house. Sixth, sixteenth house for some of them money. Yeah, you know, yeah, the right. next, the next month and a half. Yes. So two things will happen, and it, I don't know if it happened in Perth, but it happened in Sydney and Melbourne right now. Jockeys will not push out and take dodgy runs. The good, the good riders, because they yeah. do not want to miss a week or two and miss a ride and lose a horse. Yes. Because it's prize money time. Yeah. And but riders like Ben Mellum who get an opportunity from a stable like Godolphin will make the most of it or do their very best to. Yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense. Well, that's great, mate. That's fantastic advice. I have one question that um, shows the level of craft I put in. Papley, old Tommy Paps, loves a goal and obviously loves a uh, big celebration. Does he celebrate similar on the punt after a decent win? A little bit more like um, I, I would say he would celebrate it like if if someone else kicked a goal. Like, okay. Like just yeah, more, one of the, yeah, more okay. internal. No, yeah, right. No tongue out, windmilling arms type deal. That's just more me, maybe. Oh, you couldn't run around a pub like like. Oh, it's I one have. thing being one of the great small <laughs> fours of all time and just putting on clinics and you know you're meant to but you are the show. But if you just yeah. had a pub, I think you'd cough a bit. But <laughs> yeah, who knows? Great. Yeah, right. No, that's brilliant. Well, 
We really appreciate your time, mate. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for all the advice. I'll email you that through. I look forward to perhaps reading out on your podcast next week. Yeah, I'll try making. Appreciate it. Righto, boys. That was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. See you, mate. You've been listening to the Hands and Heels Podcast. Hands and Heels Podcast. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Hands Heels Pod and on our website at www.handsheelspod.com. Subscribe and share with your mates. Or don't tell anyone and steal our tips as yours and be the hero of your punt club, you sly bastards. (laughs) We'll see you next week.